This is Unfilter, episode 232 for Wednesday, April 12th, 2017. Let me say a few words about recent events. Yesterday, chemical attack. A chemical attack that was so horrific in Syria against innocent people, including women, small children, and even beautiful little babies. Yes, everybody, we are back. Once again, it's Unfiltered, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news you shouldn't be watching. And for a first of everything, guess what, everybody? I'm at the controls, and guess who isn't here in studio? It's Chris Fisher. How's it going, buddy? (laughs) Hey, buddy. You know what? I've never felt like I've been in better hands. Uh, I will take that as a compliment. I am. I, I really Fair think like, anybody who's going to run the controls and play the clips this week, it should be you. Yeah, that's right, man. I am live from Arizona in Flagstaff, actually, as a matter of fact. Who knew Flagstaff, Flagstaff would... Yeah, man, they got good reception here, so I stopped the rigs. <laughs> Wait, are you stealing Wi-Fi? You're stealing yeah. Wi-Fi in no, Flagstaff I'm, I'm, or driving. I'm, leg- I'm legit on my own connection. I'm paying for the bandwidth, uh, and I got to say, Woody's RV Resort, if you need good Verizon or AT&T or GSM or CDMA, <laughs> they got it. Shameless plug. <laughs> no, oh, man. I don't know. Bad don't- chase. <laughs> we, this, we, these past <sighs> two weeks have been, been nuts. We had to do a show. Well, we have to. We have to because it's everything is 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 breaking apart right now, and I felt like I'm I'm driving right, and I'm keeping I'm trying to stay on top of the news. I'm trying to follow everything, and I'm like, well, that's an unfiltered topic. Well, you, that is an unfiltered topic. Yep, yeah. yep that is yep. an unfiltered topic. And the only what, thing that's gotten a little bit better is it seems like your Twitter account has simmered down a bit. <laughs> well, I don't know if you noticed, but I have a little check mark now next to my no, name. It, you know what? If anything was to come out of this, that's the best thing. That yeah, really that's the best is. Thing. You, so you got verified. So you must. I, I am now. Of, yeah, I am now officially Twitter verified. Actually, it it happened. Uh, I want to say maybe just a few days ago, where I uh, got an alert that I was followed by verified. And I was thinking, why are they following me? And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> they maybe they're following the me because I have a check mark. Yeah, so I, I checked, and sure enough, I am now well, verified. But it's still not stopping uh, the the people. I mean, the the coverage truly went around the world. It was a yeah. lot of fun. But yeah, uh, well, but yeah, uh, I I'm ready to move on from that. A lot has happened, Mr. Chase, and I thought to myself, oh, I I, perhaps perhaps the world is cyber explains it all. And just because I'm on the road, it doesn't mean that you and I can't take a moment to cyber. Do you agree? I, I, I totally agree. Not only yeah. that I agree, but we have a clip to start yeah, us off, and, and we, we head to the Peacock Network, NBC, to tell us Ooh. all about it. Okay. The last time you shopped online for a pair of shoes, did the ads follow you for days or even weeks? Well, your internet provider knows far more about your browsing habits than Google, Facebook, or Amazon. And now that provider can legally sell that information without your permission. Privacy advocates are so outraged. Now, Chris, didn't they do this already <laughs> yeah well I mean, and, you know the thing about it really too is is the the regulations weren't even regulations they were more like policy guidelines in the past so nothing right. was actually changed uh and you know what you know what really gets me chase what grinds is, your gears chris <laughs> <laughs> why didn't they talk about this two weeks ago 
Why didn't they talk about it before it was signed and sent or before it was even sent to Trump's desk? Because you know how Trump works. If yeah. this had become a huge media out, uh, uh, outreach and like a big backlash from the public after all of the media attention, he wouldn't have signed it. But because nobody says anything until after the fact, now NBC gets to say whatever they want because they're saying it after the fact instead of saying it like we were two weeks before the fact. Right. You know and, what I mean? Well, and it got signed on a Friday, right? And what happens on Friday, Chris? <laughs> yeah, it's when a, you bury news. news. That's right, yes, when you, you bury it. And, yes, you know, yes. all the big tech blogs followed it for sure. But, oh, you know, yeah. Joe Q. Public, you know, they're, they're not going to be paying attention to that. I'm really conflicted on this because at the same time, like, I don't want nip slip type regulations applied to the Internet. I want to be able to say the F word whenever I feel like it. Um, but. <sighs> well, the good news I, the good news yeah. is now there's a lot of states, including the state of Washington, there's some legislation that's kind of going through the ranks right now that would take those national standards and just put them in the hands and states are going to adopt them anyway. So it's it's one of those things oh. where, you know, you have a few states that are saying that yeah. we're going to do this. Yeah. State of Washington's going to do it. I sure. This might just turn into a non-issue. You know what, dude? I'm not happy until we're filtering out the porn. We got to filter out all the porn and well, we got to set up. Remember, it's for it's for the kids. It's Chris. for the kids. It's for it's, the kids. It's for the yeah. kids. Yes. You know, I was just in uh, Dallas. I, I drove through it, but I was uh, I was near it, and I was in Austin, which is one of the cities closer to Dallas. And yep. uh, you know, I, I, funny enough, while I'm in Dallas, Chase, it turns out there was a <laughs> yeah. bit of a cyber attack. Yes, there was. It, it was what? major. It sounded like an air raid over Dallas. Wait. Are you thinking of a tornado? <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking like bombers, Chase. I'm thinking, I'm thinking war, Chase. No, you're wrong because a system got hacked. I did not drill. On Friday night, all 156 of the city's emergency sirens screaming in unison into the early hours of Saturday morning. They said alarms are coming from all over Dallas. The cause? Not a storm, but a cyber attack, creating fear and confusion, clogging 911 for hours, more than 4,000 calls. The culprit? Ooh. Unknown. This is like finding a, a, you know, a needle in a haystack. Russia. The incident comes after years. <laughs> Chris, you, know you could have just drove by. You could have just drove by. And I'm said, not saying it was Russia! me, but and I'm just saying done. what I did, Chase. Is I downloaded the Vault Seven tools. <laughs> I set up my hacking tools to fingerprint as Russians, and I went after Dallas's alert system. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I didn't do just, it, but I'm saying. Just just for fun. Are we going to hear more key presses? Years of warnings from yeah. the cybersecurity community yeah. about the danger hacking can cause to vital infrastructure. Homeland oh, yeah. Security statistics pinpoint nearly 300 attacks reported on critical systems in 2015 alone. Whoa, for 300. Parts of our- and, and two years ago, by the way. Let's you know, let's it, throw some old data out there. And also, they're about to tell you uh, they're going to give you they're going to give you some facts, Chase, some news facts, because they don't you know, they don't deal with fake news. They're going to give you some facts. And what they're going to tell you is. Dallas, they're the number two attack system. They're the number two target for hackers. And the number one example, what what puts somebody ahead of Dallas? What makes you more attacked than Dallas? Of course, it's going to be that subway thing we covered, I don't know, a year ago. Hit it, Chase. Oh, oh man. You see, you, you're... You're, you're doing the uh, awesome segue. I just wasn't ready for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Internet so trolls cranking out these phony stories, a, a deliberate campaign of misinformation, and Russian hackers directly targeting politicians, including Russian. Republican Senator Marco Rubio, who sat on the intelligence panel. Here he oh, was. Oh, no. In July of 2016, uh, shortly after I announced that I would seek re-election to the United States Senate. Uh, yeah, we, we know 
what you're running for. Really no, like dude. This. See, it wasn't that he was a crappy candidate. It wasn't that he was a wetback. It was the <laughs> Russians. It was the Russians it was- did it. Former members of my presidential campaign team uh, who had access to the internal information of my presidential campaign were targeted by IP addresses uh, with an unknown location within Russia that effort was unsuccessful. Wait, wait. Unknown. Within unknown, an unknown was, location, it, but, but yeah. it's within but Russia. Totally, so we know totally it's Russia. Russia. Totally oh, Russia, dude. It's God, unknown, Marco. but it's totally Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Miss an opportunity for a polo joke. But I mean, th- but this is this is the problem, right? This is the problem where, you know, people are just lapping it up, you know, where yeah. we yeah. got to keep the narrative. We got to yeah. keep pushing yeah. Yeah. that Marco it, lost it because of the Russians. And, and, but listen, dude, it gets even better. It's a clear and present danger. Play oh. the rest. I'd also inform the committee that within the last 24 hours uh, at 1045 a.m. yesterday, uh, a second attempt was made, uh, again, against former members of my presidential campaign team who had access to our internal What? Again, targeted from an IP address from an hours, location dude. in Russia. And that effort was also unsuccessful. Clear and present, well, that's, ongoing that's within the last 24 hours. They're still going after Rubio. You know what, dude? For Putin, the election isn't over. No. No, he's still going after Rubio. He's still going after Hillary. He's he's probably you, he's, you really think he's probably Putin prank cares? calling Donna Brazil right now. He's probably <laughs> Putin is personally prank calling Donna Brazil. You don't understand. See, Putin has a secret uh, group on Telegram. Okay, and he's got all the senators in one group and all the House of Representatives in the other group, right? Or all the congressmen. You know, it's just like, come on, man. Yeah, this whole thing, Rubio is up there. I, I am here today to inform the Senate that I was hacked 24 hours ago. Bull crap. Right. Bull crap. And well, it's like, well, it's. Uh, what I was going to say, well, what if what if it's not Russia, but it's really the CIA mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're using a, a special tool? I'm just saying hashtag Vault 7 Chase. Oh, hashtag Vault 7 the indeed. The CIA possesses a tool, apparently, for uh, uh, disguising the source of its hacks. Where are you? That's according to the latest release. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you? I've, I've been completely drunk and I've lost my camera. Where There's are you? There's too much monitors and I missed my mark. <laughs> you know what? The unfortunate thing is, dude, that, that, that station has less cameras than Como or King or Cairo. Like, right. Like, I got to tell you, that Russia Today station maybe has two cameras tops and this dude is losing track. I'm thinking he's losing track of his of his prompter is what he's really really losing track he of. is and chase yeah. i got good news for you he loses track again <sighs> when, when the gal comes up on screen he'll verbally say oh i need to step back you're over here i need to this guy is vocal he's drunk chase he's drunk and this is a problem it's live it's in a garage somewhere you know they need, you they gotta need vodka to keep going you gotta, yeah, you yeah. gotta play it again yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll play from the top here. Here we go, you guys. Right there. The CIA possesses a tool, apparently, for uh, uh, disguising the source of its hacks. Where are you? That's according to the latest release of uh, uh, classified uh, documents uh, where from are WikiLeaks. You? I'm here. It's called Marble. Artist Polly Boykin now joins us live from London to tell us uh, more about this. I'm back here. Hi, Polly. Uh, <sighs> this is big news has come in today. Uh, it can seem a little bit complicated to the uninitiated. Take us through it. Yeah, that's true. By the way, did you catch him uh, putting his finger up to his right ear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're telling that's him, the, hey, That's dude. the producer yelling yeah. at him, like, what is yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. a little Step behind back, the scenes. Step back, you're stuff. blocking her camera shot. 
But let's really hear about Vault 7. Um, when WikiLeaks publishes documents, a lot of them are punctuated by uh, computer speak. But actually, the purpose of this marble <laughs> tool that the CIA has in its arsenal is very simple. It is to hide the evidence trail of a CIA hack. So it disguises CIA malware from visual inspection by forensic investigators and by antivirus companies. Um, and it doesn't just hide the CIA's digital fingerprints. It can actually replace them with other developers' digital oh. fingerprints. Are, do you mean like replacing it with Russian fingerprints? Oh my gosh. Oh my what? Are you Chase, are you implying that the CIA could have done an attack and then left the fingerprints of another nation, including their keyboard map, their time zone information, and the language in which they used, and that could somehow be automated on a computer? Impossible. Chris, as as they would say, I can neither confirm nor deny that as well. So it can point the finger at somebody else entirely. And it's highly sophisticated in terms of language tools. It can make a hack look like it was carried out by somebody whose first language is Chinese, Russian, Korean, Arabic and Farsi, from which you might infer that uh, China, Russia, North Korea and Iran are of particular interest to CIA hackers. And that's probably the most interesting aspect of uh wait who's this guy wait who you got what? there well there's this what? there's this this guy this yeah, gentleman yeah yep. he's just he's just there yeah what do they, do you mean on the b-roll yeah well no not on the b-roll <laughs> like it's rt london it's just this dude he just shows yeah. up yeah yeah. RT, come on. Well, that's but, how I mean, you have authoritative re- reporting because you're RT, and and the re- the whole thing is Chase is you can talk to people and you're in London, so and you're in the US, so therefore you're authoritative. It's automatic. That's how it works. <laughs> so 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 here's the thing. Like, doesn't why wouldn't Marco? I mean, you would think Marco would know about this tool, right? Or is he is he yes. thinking that this tool doesn't exist and this is just more yeah. RT propaganda kind of stuff? <sighs> God, that's a good question. That's a good because you question. would think that he would be smart enough to know. I mean, he is, yeah. you know, from the generation yeah. of us, you know, right? Because he's let's, with let's us. Let's flip this around. Let's flip this around. Um, okay. So let's say that uh, let's say that Jupiter Broadcasting was this huge multinational corporate. Actually, <laughs> which it is. <laughs> funny but, enough, it is. It is. Yeah, it's it not is, very yeah. big. Yeah, yeah. But um, let's say it's a, it's a, it's a traditional multinational corporation. And uh, like your Dells, like your Apples out there, um, you know, you work for it and you're in a high level position within the company. You don't run the company, but you work for it. You worked for it for a long time. It's what people know you for. Um, and the company is going down a new path. You know, they're going all in on the cloud. Or they're going right, all in yeah. on, on tablets. Yeah. Um, and even if you've been the guy that's developing the workstation for a, the desktop for a long time, you understand that the company, the company is positioning itself as a tablet company. And now you gotta, you got to toe the company line. Now, there's two ways you can go. You can be a defeatist, and you can let your, your division slowly be whittled away, and the resources moved over to the tablet division. Or... You can seize the opportunity 
And you can leverage the climate of the company, the excitement around the new product, the excitement around the new message. You can leverage that excitement. You can leverage that new product to make your product stronger and better. Maybe you do things like handoff. It integrates better with the tablet. Maybe you do things like you make the messaging platform more competitive. You make it easier for phone calls to be and web links to be shared around. You do right. things that yeah. say, all right, my platform, this is still a relevant platform, and let's make it even better for those of you who like the new hotness. And this new hotness is what is what's getting everybody financing. This new hotness is what's getting everybody the resources. This Venture new hotness is what's, yep. yes, it's yep. the same thing in government, dude. Think yep. of the government as a company, right? And the company is now taking a new stance against Russia. And if you want your product, you want your project, you want your marketing financed, well, then you better be against Russia. Oh man, that's definitely possible, man. I mean, with what and why not jump in? Why waste an opportunity? Why waste an opportunity? If you're Rubio and you can rewrite history a little bit now that the Republicans are in power, why not? The only problem is people people still won't believe him. I think that's the problem. (laughs) (sighs) What you know? What people believe in 2017 and what people read in 2035 and 2075 are going to be two completely different things. You just need Chris Christie out there just to say, hey, there's Marco saying the same thing again and again <laughs> yeah, and again, true. and that's you know true. he's done. You ready well, to get further into Russia? Uh, yeah, let's get in the Russia and Syria and the connection mm-hmm. with Trump. There Ooh. is so Ooh. much to talk about. So much has gone on since now, our last episode in Syria. Now, your good friend of the show. My buddy. Your buddy, Lindsey Graham. Uh-huh. You know, he he's had some, all in, dude. He's not only he's all in, but he had some great things to say about our president. Never before. Never before. This is a Fox News alert. Nearly 60 Tomahawk cruise missiles descended on a Syrian air base near Holmes, reportedly leveling most of the complex there. Good evening. Welcome Good. to Tucker Carlson tonight. Shortly after hey, last night's strike. Good evening, Tucker. You need yeah, a better Tucker haircut. Tuckerson. Yeah, it's Tucker. Yeah. T- Tucker Tuckerson. President Trump said this to the nation. No child of God should ever suffer such horror. It is in this vital national security interest of the United States. What is this? So, is it like so, somebody with on their MacBook got like the room so this mic is, on? This has got to be Fox Fox's problem because I watched this live. Yeah. No, and, yeah, I, you know, no, the press it's, pool it's not, gets a feed. So this yeah, is Fox's problem. I don't, this, I don't agree. I don't agree. Think? And the, well, because I was watching the PBS live feed, and they did have this problem. So both Fox and PBS News had the same problem. Well, maybe like if you're a you know you know CBS, NBC, ABC, you know you, you get the guy. good feed. Yeah, you got and the then if you're audio. Fox and PBS and everybody audio. else, you get the Ox feed. You get the ox feed. Yeah. So here's the thing, though, Chase. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, if we're just talking about the 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 these the scene itself, just really quickly. Yeah. Um, I've never seen this under Bush or Obama. Uh, the way the way this press conference started was completely zoomed out, wide angle on the uh, on the camera, and you you could see the 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 the, the lattice work of the blue background behind Trump. You could see the you could see the set. You could see the set dressing. You could see all of it. You could see that what they had done is they'd gone into a room, they put a blue background up, they put some flags down, they put a podium, and they put a microphone. And normally what would be a tight shot on Trump in the podium, and he'd be just giving this announcement, it's star 
cards with a completely zoomed out shot of the entire room. Wow, really? And the fake lattice work of of like the background dressing. Well, remember. And all of that. It, this is in Mar-a-Lago. This is in Florida, you guys. So when when, yeah. when Trump made this announcement and he's speaking right. from from the uh, Winter a White House, less, which is now it's spring. a little more. It felt more rushed. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I, which makes oh, me wonder. Well, oh, I was going to say, which makes me wonder if this was more. I don't know. What's the word? Spontaneous? Maybe more spontaneous. Well, the whole bombing thing. Yeah, and the yeah. announcement of it. Yeah, the spread and use. Of deadly chemical weapons. Well, some assume yesterday's strikes must be a one-off, America demonstrating its strength to the world. But others think, and in some cases hope fervently, this is merely the beginning of many more military interventions around the world. One of those people is Senator Lindsey Graham of the state of South Carolina, with whom we spoke earlier today. Senator Graham, thanks for joining us. Thank you. I think a lot of people watching what happened. Yeah, Chris? What is Lindsey Graham doing coming on uh, Cucker Tuckerson? What is what is Lindsay like? How many how many? So since, whenever Tucker changed over to this new format where he's more combative and he asked the natural question that anybody with half a brain is asking, whenever he switched to this format, like everybody's been all in. We all realize this is Tucker's new format, but yet somehow stupid dumb Lindsey Graham still comes on his show. Well, first off, I I think you know with uh, with Lindsey, and he's definitely going to come in here and say you know he's all in his state. Yeah. Yeah. Big defensive state. That's true. And you Big know what? Dude, defensive you, state. You know what? When you got a new product to roll out, you go yeah. on all the media outlets. You got a new product, you promote it. Yep. And you know what makes a lot of money for defense states? Sure does. Sure War. does. Absolutely. Hmm. Let's yep, see what Lindsay has to say in the support. I right. assumed it was a one off, a response to right. the use of sarin gas uh, yeah. in Syria. You are saying, however, that the United States ought to, ought to add 7,000 troops on the ground. That we need more troops. We need yeah. more. Did you hear 7, that, you guys? 7,000 boots, dude. 7,000 boots, dude. We, we need, need more troops. In Syria, you are saying, however, that the United States ought to, ought to add 7,000 troops on the ground. That we need more troops, right. like we have in Iraq. Right, in Syria, like we have in Iraq, yeah, right, right. to oh, depose. Oh, oh. I Wait, I'm, I'm confused, Chris. I thought we were supposed to be getting out of Iraq. Dude, I'm getting stressed out just hearing this. And I don't know if you heard Donald Trump, but in, his, in the first like, interview he had since the strikes, he said, we, I was sitting there. Over a beautiful chocolate cake with oh, the God, Chinese I heard this president, too. Oh. and I, I let him know we launched the missiles into Iraq. And then the, in the Fox News lady says, "You mean Syria? Yeah, 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 Syria. Yeah, I yeah, yeah Syria. that place. Wow, it's, it, it's like in first off, you know." That's not the proper setting to even be discussing that. And, Over, you know, and why are you explaining the chocolate cake, you bastard? Why are you explaining your rich, fancy chocolate cake? Why and how good it is the- and how delicious it is and how beautiful it was. I don't care. Why can you go into detail about the chocolate cake, but then you miss up, you you mix up Iraq and Syria? Like, that's so, that's because, awful, dude. That's so bad. I mean, because right now. He's getting the majority of his information from the clips that we cover on the show, but really just from one network. And if know, and if they and, and if they haven't talked about it on that network right. yet, I, he's I, I he think has I, to speak I generally. Think, I think it's worse than that. I think you're right to a degree. I think that has been true in the past. I think it's just gotten way worse. But I want to get there. So, anyways, continue the clip. I think we should continue. Yes. On. We should yeah, continue. Absolutely, uh, Bashar al-Assad no, to defeat uh, to defeat ISIL. 
So not to affect regime change? No, regime change comes when we train up Syrians. Okay. The Syrians will take care of Assad. Uh, ISIL is a direct threat to the homeland. Assad's not. I'm not suggesting that Bashar Assad is going to attack America. I do believe ISIL would if they could. And we have about 6,000, 7,000 troops in Iraq. And if we had about that same number, we could take Raqqa sooner and we wouldn't have this Kurd Turkey. Chris, all we need is six to 7,000 troops. Just That's all boots. we need. Just we just boots. need some Look, boots. You know, we've got the CIA. We've got all the guys we've trained. We've got our partners from Turkey and Saudi Arabia over there, but that's not enough. We've also got the people we've hired that are Al-Qaeda affiliates. Not enough. What we need is 7,000 troops. And by 7,000, I mean that's the initial deployment. But right. of course, give me three yep. more months, and yep. now it's 12,000 months. Yep, and then yep. give me another three more, six more months, and now it's 15, 16, 17. Oh, 35,000. Oops. <laughs> and, and you know what this turns into? This This turns into the big thing that Trump wants to do, and that is, of course, to increase the defense budget by, what, 15, 20 percent? I mean, some outrageous number. All part of it. More threats to the homeland than ever, Chase. That's right. You know, we got to keep those boots on the ground to keep America safe. More Arabs would join the fight if you had more American troops. So I think you're going to see a ramp. (laughs) Wait. Yeah, yeah. It's math, Chase. No, Chase, Chase, it's math. Yeah. Shut up. Let me walk it's that math. back so you guys can hear that. Because Lindsay just said if we have more math, Americans Chase. there, yeah, more math. Americans there, that means the locals will get involved. Sooner and we wouldn't have this Kurd-Turkey fight. More Arabs would join the fight if you had more American troops. So mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a... I, I'm sorry. I fully yeah. disagree yeah. With, with that. No, it's, it's real simple math. So yeah. um, what you do is you take one Arab plus one U.S. troop equal uh, 10,000 times times uh more activists that's it's just real it's 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 lindsey graham math it's an offshoot of common core what do you, what's your problem <laughs> well if if i'm getting my common core from betsy devos <laughs> then i would agree with you okay <laughs> Okay. You want you want That's more what, of you want more Lindsay? A little bit, just a little. All right, a little bit more. Ramp up of American troops, not as frontline fighters, but trainers, advisors, special forces to take ISIL down quicker. I'm proud of President. So a whole new war is what you're calling for. I know an end to an old war. <laughs> the war has been going on for eight years. It's not a new war. What? Yeah, it's been going on a lot longer than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, no, eight years, Chase. I like eight how years. they reset the clock when it's convenient. It's eight years. Ask ask one of you know you and I both know members of the military yeah and ask them if we've been at war for only eight years and you will not that that will be a resounding no yeah Yeah, go ahead well here's where Cucker's getting to and I think this is the part you're gonna like the money Chase go ahead oh yeah show me the money the money been involved in the war in Syria for no no and it's been it's been a disaster for us look at what happened in Europe look what came from Raqqa Syria in terms of Europe sent you know radical Islamists flourished under the caliphate um, radical Islamists are, are being uh, appearing everywhere. You had it in, in Switzerland. I mean, excuse me, in Sweden. So what I want to do is destroy the caliphate. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. Is he drunk or is he stupid or what is it? What well, is he's it? he's on the show. Yeah. So he's trying to is push he, a narrative. The, the is narrative he, is that he's trying to push and, and lay out is we need to do more military action because, of course, we're showing the money, yeah, get right. more people in there, more products, blah, yeah. blah, blah. 
Yeah, but he yeah. But okay, man. back up. If you hit the hit the arrow key there, uh, back the the left arrow key there. Yeah, yeah. There you got to go. go back like a few seconds there and play this again. All right. No one's scary for no, here. no, and it's been it's been a disaster for us. Look at what happened in Europe. Look what came from Raqqa, Syria, in terms of Europe. Sent you know, radical Islamists flourished under the caliphate. Um, radical Islamists are are being uh, appearing everywhere. You had it in in Switzerland. I mean, excuse me, in Sweden. What, dude? D- d- is it, is he doing? Is he pulling a Trump here? It, that's, there's a bit of a difference. It's like Maui and Malibu, Switzerland <laughs> okay. and Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just. Yeah. I had to hear it again. I'm sorry. Yeah. I had yeah, to hear no, it again. no. 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 I mean, Lindsey it's... Graham. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham. Yeah. <laughs> So what I want to do is destroy the caliphate, and the way you destroy the caliphate is you take Raqqa. But it's a, I guess it's a little confusing. I don't think that Chris. Hmm. We just found out the key to winning the whole war. Yeah. What is it? You take Raqqa. You take you Raqqa. Do? That's all and you that's do. it. That's all you ISIS have to goes do. Home. They go home. No ISIL, Chris. Oh, IS. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's all you got to do. Anyone would disagree that it's been a disaster in Syria for the Syrians and perhaps for the Europeans. And, and for us, eventually. How exactly has it been a disaster for us? For us. Uh, I mean, I, MS-13 has killed four more people here than Well, I can tell you that if, if, the, if, Rock, if ISIL could hit us, they would. The San Bernardino people uh, are connected to radical Islam. Uh, right. We've had wow. attacks. All right. I've had enough. And I'm going to tell you why I've had enough of Lindsay. Is he just trying to... Take the main bullet points, right? Now, remember, who's, who's, who's Lindsay's target audience here? Who's he trying to sell to right now? The people at home. Right. Saying, hey, we need to be at war because if we're not at war in, in Syria, if we, if we don't have 7,000 more boots on the ground, we're going to have another school shooting. And he's, and he's pulling on that. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to make that correlation. Right. Yeah. It's that. It's what that, the hell, like, Lindsay? Dude, it's like that. It's, it's uh, you know, Chase, oh. it all it all went downhill when we built that with that. I can't believe we did this. But, you know, I blame Obama. It's all Obama's fault. Um, he built that bridge from Syria to New York that just covers the entire Atlantic Ocean. And um, when you're a ISIS radical, you just get a wild hair, dude. And all you got to do is just walk across the bridge and come over here and create some terrorism, right? I mean, ever since that land bridge created by the Earth, um, after somebody casted a magical spell and created the land bridge from the sea to rise, and now radical Islamic terrorists can just walk from Syria, uh, they just – it's crazy, dude, to just like cut a line across the Middle East and just right into the ocean, right to New York. I mean, who, who saw it coming? And now they just walk across this land bridge and they come over here and they harm the homeland. And, and, and you know, if it wasn't for soldiers – and you know what, Chase, I'm going to say it. If it wasn't for angels like Lindsey Graham, you and I would be just in total, total um, threats and, I, I, and I, risks. You're uh, right, Chris. So maybe stuff. I owe, owe Lindsey an apology. It's the land bridge, Chase. Yeah. It's I, the land bridge. Yeah. I, I apologize. I mean, that and also, also, I don't know if you knew this, but ISIS, uh, they can swim like a son of a bitch. <laughs> they can just they just swim across the Atlantic Ocean, dude. You had me until the swimming part, man. I mean, seriously. <laughs> you had you know me until what, though, then. Chase, it's almost like Hillary Clinton is a precog. Like, she's sitting back calling for strikes against Syria because she knows it's good for us before there's even a chemical attack. Did you, you know, know about this? You, you, well, maybe, maybe Trump was watching this presentation, perhaps. But <laughs> Assad had an air force, and that air force is the cause of most of the civilian deaths. 
as we have seen over the years and as we saw again uh, in the last few days. And I really believe that we should have and still should um, take out his airfields and prevent him from being able to use them to bomb innocent people and drop sarin gas on them. So sarin gas. Sarin wow. gas turns out wasn't wasn't sarin gas, wasn't sarin nerve gas at all, even though Trump called it nerve gas and Hillary Clinton called it nerve gas. Wasn't sarin nerve gas at all. It, what that was that's a completely false report. If you think it's sarin nerve gas, you're reading I, fake news. I, I, I find it honestly more uh, more than the, the gas part. That mm-hmm. she called and wanted the same thing that Trump ended up doing. Because you know what that tells us? What does that, that there, tell us? That there's no difference. <laughs> and that if she had won the election, we would be in the same exact position. And how right. depressing is that? That's depressing. Yes. Yes. Well, it is. That is. That is like on like on my insides where I feel that hurts. That really hurts because that means no matter who won the election, we're still killing innocent people in Syria. Chris. We're still going after a, an elected representative of the people in Syria, like no matter who won. And that that hurts my insides, Chase. But, but Chris, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Yeah. I don't know if you realize this, but the United States, it doesn't stand for those things. It's, it stands for peace and justice. And, you know, that will prevail because you know why? We have the best military in the world, buddy. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad launched a horrible chemical weapons attack on innocent civilians. Using a deadly nerve agent, Assad choked out the lives of helpless men, women, and children. It was a slow and brutal death for so many. Now, let me ask you this. In all seriousness. This is, this is really thick. Very thick. And it gets worse. He starts talking about little babies in the I, I know. And and I always look, I always think about, you know, what's the target audience of, you know, what, what the speech is, right? And this is, this is Trump going right after the heartstrings, trying to mm-hmm. get those, get people emotionally invested. There was an episode of Unfilter, and I, I think it was in 2012, and we played as our intro clip, and this is, it's one of my favorite intros we've ever done. Uh, we played a succession of U.S. presidents talking about the atrocities and why they had to go in and why, why, why war actions were justified. And uh, now Trump is added to it. And I, I was looking, Chase, and you know when that episode, I believe that episode aired in 2012. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's how long we've been following this. <laughs> that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's continue with this very somber announcement. It gets better. Even beautiful babies there were it cruelly is. murdered. Oh, there it is. Babies that... murdered. Beautiful. No, Chase. Beautiful babies. Be- beautiful babies murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful babies have which, been murdered. Which, you know, if if you're in, you know, not to bring up. Abortion, but that's one of those lines that Republicans will always talk about: babies yeah. being murdered. So, common theme. Good point. Maybe. Good point. Maybe not. In this very barbaric attack, no child of God should ever suffer such horror. Tonight, I ordered a targeted military strike on the airfield in Syria, from where 
the chemical attack was launched. It is in this vital national security interest. Apologize for the audio, by the way. That that's from Mar-a-Lago. Of the United States to prevent and deter the spread and use of deadly chemical weapons. There can be no dispute that Syria used banned chemical weapons, violated its obligations under the Chemical Weapons Convention. Jeez. And no dispute. No dispute, Chase. No, there can be no dispute. No. Nope. I actually completely, I completely disagree. Actually, I, I completely dispute. But the audio on this is so bad. Why don't we cut it off? Because it's Fair just enough. awful. Yeah. You know, it's. It, I mean, I'm. I, I don't know how good our audio is. Well, the fi- the final product will speak for itself. But uh, I am a podcaster on the road in Flagstaff, Arizona, and I'm trying <laughs> better than they are. <laughs> uh, so yeah. The, I I don't know what to make of this. I want to come back to Trump, and I want to come back to. Uh, uh, him and 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 what his voting base wanted. I want to talk about all of that, but can we take a detour? Can we take a detour to Spicy Sean? Because oh man, this he's is had beautiful, he's man. had a rough week, and I mean, recently as of yesterday, I mean that was that was the the pinnacle of it. <laughs> oh, uh, it's but, rough, man. It has been rough for Spicy. Uh, what's going, Sean Spicy? What the are you doing, buddy? For both of them, the goal for the United States is twofold. As I've stated, it's one to make sure that we destabilize Syria. Um, what? De- Wait. What? I, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. What? Let's, are you talking about a sovereign nation, there, Sean? Are you wait, talking about destabilizing? A- no, no, no. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't say that. Hold on one sec. Hold on. Let <laughs> Let me replay this. We have it on it, on on he tape. I don't. It. No, no, no. Hold on. The goal it. for both of them, the goal for the United States, is twofold. As I've stated, it's one to make sure that we destabilize oh. Syria. Oh. oh. Chase, you That's can't good. just. We've talked about this, okay? You Sean, can't just do this. You can't it, do this, Sean. It, it's it's he's it's a slip. I th- he slipped so much in these past few days. He s- slipped up last week. Hell, I think he slipped on his first day. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is Sean's thing. But I mean, let me just make sure this is true. The goal for both of them, the goal for the United States, is twofold. As I've stated, it's one to make sure that we destabilize. Syria, um, destabilize the conflict there. Yeah, right. yeah, the conflict. He, he, yeah, he you said, see, it, Chase, he said what it twice. This really is, yeah. And I just need you to get out of your liberal bubble. But I'm sorry, bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's what it is. It, no, Chase, I'm it's a, a liberal echo chamber, and it's your fault because what this is is that this is intentional transparency, and this is what the American people have been de- okay. de- transparency, transparency, Chase, transparency. Okay, so so here's the thing, right? Or so so he he misspoke. Okay, but. What yeah. is some now when when you're when he you're misspoke. he misspoke. <laughs> however, however, I mean, one thing you don't do though is probably invoke the name and and compare to probably the worst person in modern history, world history. Right? I would say modern last hundred years. Yeah. Right? 100 years? Recent yeah. memory. Yeah. Recent yeah. memory. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this one's going to be interesting. I think a couple things. You, you look, we didn't use chemical weapons in World War II. What? You know, you had a, you know, someone as despicable as Hitler who didn't even sink to the, to the, to using chemical weapons. What? Okay. What? All right. Sean, I don't know what, what school you went to. 
Has he not even like watched a single Netflix documentary? <laughs> like, well, remember they watch, they watch Chambers, cable. Dude? Yeah, I was gonna say they watch they watch a lot of cable in the White House. Maybe he hasn't flipped through the History Channel yeah. lately. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know he, you know he apologized. He did apologize for this. He, well, there, there was more. There was. There's more on Go this. I, I think Go you got more of the clip here. Hold on. Go ahead. Listen. So you have to, if you're Russia, ask yourself, is this a country that you and a regime that you want to align yourself uh-huh. with? Yeah. Uh, you have previously signed on to international agreements, rightfully acknowledging that the use of chemical weapons should be out of bounds by every country. To not stand up to not only some, but your own word should be troubling. This is Russia put their name on the line. Um, so it's not a question of how long that alliance has lasted, but at what point do they recognize that they are now getting on the wrong side of history in a really bad way really quickly? And again, Ooh. look at the countries that are standing with them. Iran, Syria, North Korea. This is not, this is not a team you want to be on. Um, and I think that Russia has to recognize that while they may have had an alliance for them, that the lines that have been crossed are ones that no country should ever uh, want to see another country cross. I'm going to give you the opportunity to clarify something you said. Seems to Thank be you. So Cecilia Vega in the background uh, from ABC, you can't really hear, but basically she asked Sean for clarification of his previous remark. Sure. Talking about chemical weapons. Sure. Traction right now. Uh, quote, Hitler didn't even sink to the level of using chemical weapons. What did you mean by that? I think when you come to sarin gas, uh, there was no, he was not using the gas on his own people the same way that Ashad is doing. I mean, there was clearly, I, I, I understand your point. Thank you. I, I, thank you. I appreciate that. There was not in the, in the he brought him into the, to, um, to the Holocaust Center. I understand that. Chris, in all seriousness, what's a Holocaust Center? Does he mean concentration camp? No, I mean, I thought he meant the museum. No, I he, he meant like like a. Play it again. Let me hear it again. Let yeah, me hear it again. yeah, let me back it up a little. Can bit. you back it up a bit? Because I thought he meant like yeah. a museum or something. No, right? no, no, no. No. No, no. He he was thinking of concentration camps, but he didn't I, say it. Oh He's, man. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, but here we go. What did you mean by that? I think when you come to sarin gas, uh, there was no, he was not using the gas on his own people the same way that Ashad is doing. I mean, there was clearly, I, I, I understand your point. Thank you. I, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. There was not in the, in the, you know what he brought him into the, to, um, to the Holocaust Center. I understand that. He was saying he brought him into, or so, or, or gas chambers, but yeah, yeah, he yeah, called that's, it. Yeah. The, he could, he's such an idiot, dude. He's such an idiot. Let me uh, let me ask you seriously. Let me ask you seriously. What he's saying, what he's saying is that Assad Assad is gassing his own people. Hitler didn't do that. Hitler gassed the Jews, so that's way better. Is what he's so. What, what's so bad about this is is it's not only that, but people are are saying, well, he didn't mention sarin gas. Yeah. So so how can you know? And I just don't insert myself into that argument at all because of the fact that he was talking about. How Hitler didn't use gas. Yeah, maybe he didn't use sarin gas, but he used gas. Okay. You know, it, you, it's, wait, hold on. Hold on. Now that we're talking about this, are you starting to feel like this maybe is like just doesn't matter? Like, well, I mean, it's a dumb thing to do, but it doesn't really matter. Well, he he finally, you know, he finally, you know, he went on Wolf later yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And I, he, I he did. Do you want me to play it? I, I don't know how good it'll be over the Skype connection. Yeah. Let's, I can try let's, play yeah, it. yeah. All right. Here I have it right here. I don't hear it. 
<laughs> oh, you don't hear it? Oh, no. Oh, you know what? You know what? Because I'm dumb. That's why. Oh, I'm a dumb enough. man, Chase. I could play. So, I, so the thing is, is that he went on the he went on the Wolf Brother show. Your buddy, yeah. your good yeah, friend. my good friend. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Wolf situation. Brother. He went on the Wolf. Yeah. yeah he, <laughs> he got he got in the sitch room and he went on there to apologize for it and i do have the clip I just, and i came out to make sure that uh we stay focused on on the, what the president's doing and his decisive action i needed to make sure that i clarified uh and and not was any in any way shape or form any more of a distraction from the president's decisive action in syria and the attempts that he's making to destabilize the region uh and and root out wait. isis out of syria wait he's destabilize again he did. I know. He did it again. And I wonder if this time he did it intentionally to like to make it sound like he always meant to do it. Wow. Because because what he's he's what he's admitting to is the US's real policy which is to stabilize the Middle East. That's right. the real policy. Yeah. That's the honest that's the honest to goodness policy. He accidentally let it slip and now I think he's on wolf and he's trying to make it sound like well, no, 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 you misunderstood, idiots. We're trying to destabilize Syria because we want to saw it out. That's that's what we're 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 intent guys Guys, hey, everybody, we're intentionally destabilizing Syria because we're trying to collapse Assad. That, that the Middle East thing, eh, that's, that's, don't, shut up, shut up, don't, no, 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 we're just, we're intentionally, that's what I think he's trying to say now. Uh, Do you think um, he should be fired for his, uh, for his inaccurate and mis- I guess, I guess, I hate to say that because I, you know, I've had to watch a lot of press conferences and I've never had more fun than when I watch a spicy, <laughs> I just I mean, really enjoy him, dude. I never even I've never bothered to like sit down and make sure I catch him live. I've always caught like the the clipped version. And now when Spicy's on the air, man, I'm watching that every time. Well, one thing I felt, felt interesting was, you know, and and I know he's been directed probably by Trump to to never apologize. You know, you mm. say your piece, mm-hmm. stand strong. The media is the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he and then he goes on CNN. He goes on CNN with Wolf Blitzer, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. the fake news network. He goes on with them and base and he apologizes. He says, "I goofed mm-hmm. up. You know, mm-hmm. th- this is my fault." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's astounding. It is. It is. Uh, you know, uh, I look back at this whole thing, and what's what's difficult about the whole Assad thing is it's it's totally goes against everything Trump campaigned on. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, less interventions in the Middle East. Oh, it's uh, it isolationism. Goes, you know, it's yeah. to, it's America. Remember the whole America first. This is not America first. This is no. the poor people of Syria, the poor babies of Syria. Right. I have a. I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run the risk here. I'm sorry to do this twice. I wasn't gonna do this, but I have one more clip. With I, respect to uh, Arab. Uh, countries uh, offering to bear cost and to assess the answer is profoundly yes. This is a they clip have, of John Kerry. Uh, that offer is on the table. Uh, talking to the House Foreign Affairs Committee back in, get ready for it, Chase, 2005. Oh, wow. And this is, <clears throat> or no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, 2015. Uh, this oh, is two years ago. <clears throat> It might have been 2005. I, 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 anyways, I have it in the supporter sink. Uh, you'll have to forgive me because I'm on the road. I don't have my notes in front of me. But it is in the supporter sink if people want to find out. Uh, and this is this is of course it's 2015 because John Kerry was Secretary of State. Uh, this is this is this is John Kerry saying that Saudi Arabia is willing to to, flip, to fit the bill. They'll they'll pay for our interactions in Syria. Let's go. Let's get into Syria. Saudi Arabia is going to pay for it. I'm just going to play a minute of it. With respect to boots on the ground, profoundly no. There will be no boots on the ground. The president has said that again and again, and there is nothing in this authorization that should contemplate it. 
uh, and uh, we reiterate, no boots on the ground. Uh, in terms of what do you do if it doesn't work, I, I think I'll let uh, General Dempsey speak to the question of targeting, as, which he can't go into in detail. But we have absolute confidence that what our military undertakes to do, if it is ordered to do so, uh, will degrade the capacity of Assad to use these weapons and, and serve as a very strong deterrence. Now, the whole idea here was that if we worked with our partners to pay for this thing, we could get in there and get out very, very quick. We could get in, make this clean, get a transition of power, and have this all done. It'd be no problem. Mm-hmm. But the problem, the, the issue is, is that it never really quite worked out, Chase. The whole thing never quite worked out because these pesky assholes from Russia and China and India and Iran got involved. And they slowed down the progress of our otherwise elegant plan. And now it's all in Donald Trump's lap because Obama didn't necessarily wrap things up. Because I think he honestly thought Hillary was going to come in and just continue the plan. And so now it's in Trump's lap. And now they have all of these problems to sort of sort out. And one of the big issues has been, what's Trump's response to Assad going to be? I really believe this is why the CIA, the intelligence agencies, have hated Trump from the beginning. Mm -hmm. What's his response to the situation in Syria going to be? Because we knew what Hillary's was. Hillary Hillary was calling for strikes before Trump even ordered it. Hillary wanted more military action in Syria. Can we go back and talk about the strikes themselves for a moment? Sure. Because I don't think we we haven't really dived into that. And and that is, so the strikes happened. They took out a whole bunch of aircraft. Well, did they? I mean, two days, three days later, they're they're taking aircraft or taking off. Because the bombs didn't even hit the, the runways. And the reason why, according to Trump, if you follow him on Twitter was saying, oh, well, it's very easy, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, it's very easy to repair runways. All you have to do is is cover and top the holes put put down by these yeah, Patriot no. missiles. No, no, Everybody it doesn't work like that. Everybody knows that runways are no big deal. They don't have to be flat. They don't have to be level. It's not a big deal at all. It's not a complicated thing to land and launch aircraft. It's not a big problem. No. <laughs> No, the real problem is, is that they launched 60 Tomahawk missiles. One of them fell immediately into the ocean, and the other 59 did very little damage. That's the real problem. Right. And was more of a big distraction. They're launching aircraft from that airfield now. Yeah, they are. Nothing changed there. I mean, and, 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 that, and that's where what bugs me is a lot, of, a lot of outlets in the mainstream media just it instantly gave them a pass because... Because, yeah, it's it again, if it, it pulls at your heartstrings, right? It, mm-hmm. it feels like the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. they launched chemical attacks that w- what we're being told that happened. Let's go after the airfields. Yeah. It, like yeah. during Hillary, yeah. Hillary's presentation, right. you know, the people started to clap for that. Right. Because that's well, something that Chase, everybody can kind of put together. Think of the children. Think exactly. Of the children. Yep. The you kids. Know, Brian, Brian, Will, Brian, why your buddy, my good buddy. Yeah, Brywai, like, he thought it was, finally, we're taking military action, we're striking, we're striking the Assad regime. It's, Brywai even called it beautiful. Do you have the clip there? He I do, it, yes. <laughs> he he called it dude. beautiful. Go into greater detail. We see these beautiful pictures at night from the decks of these two U.S. Navy vessels in the eastern Mediterranean. I am tempted to quote the great Leonard Cohen. I'm guided by the beauty of our weapons. Um, and they are beautiful. 
gross. So is is it's does gross. he does he feel patriotic when he I don't sees know. missiles? But and is I don't that mean what to he's be, trying to get out. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be uh, gross here, but it honestly to me it sounds like Brian Williams has an erection, and I, I apologize for saying that, <laughs> but it really play it again, dude. It sounds yeah. like he's ha- it sounds like he is. This is MSNBC. Yeah. Okay. This is MSNBC. Go into greater detail. We see these beautiful pictures at night from the decks of these two U.S. Navy vessels in the eastern Mediterranean. I am tempted to quote the great Leonard Cohen. I'm guided by the beauty of our weapons. Um, and they are beautiful pictures of, uh, of fearsome armaments making what is for them a brief flight over to this airfield. What did they hit? What are you... Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Let's talk about the timeline for a second here, yeah. which I think is which I think is interesting because uh, the U.S. military does respond uh, pretty quickly, but it is a large organization, so you have to take that into consideration when you hear news like this. So Tuesday, supposedly April fourth, the Assad regime, in a really odd maneuver, which is is hard to explain by any an, an analyst or a hobbyist, uh, when things are going well, they've got Russia behind them, they've got China behind them, they've got India behind them, they've got Iran behind them, and two days prior to this attack, they have a statement by the Trump administration, or just for fun, let's call them the regime, they have a statement by the Trump regime that uh, they don't give a fuck about Assad. They don't give a fuck what happens to them. They don't give a fuck where he goes. Pretty much they just want shit to be solved, and uh, whatever happens, happens. Bygones be bygones. This is essentially the statement that comes out two days before the chemical attack by the Trump administration. And this is when Russia's behind Assad. This is when things have never been going better. This is when we have the least amount of support behind the CIA assets in Syria. And what Assad decides to do in this moment The best thing that he can think of, the most strategic operation that he can make, is to fucking kill his own people. To sit sit there and bomb his own people with chemical weapons. Because nothing would be better than to bomb his own people. To kill his own people with Syrian... with Not Syrian gas, sorry. Sarin gas. To kill them with sarin gas, Chase. That's what the thing to do right now. While we're ahead, let's kill our own people, my own taxpaying people, my own citizens, the people who actually voted for me. Let's kill them with sarin gas. Let's get it done. Let's make sure we get this all tidied up so that way we make sure we really wake up the giant over in the U.S. Because that's strategically the best idea. Yeah, and and that's honestly didn't make sense to me either. It's like, why? It's suicide. Right. Suicide. It's suicide. And that's what makes me wonder. It's like, okay, I mean, obviously this chemical attack, whatever attack, whatever you want to label, you want to call it, okay, happened. A lot of people died. A, a nasty thing, Syrian right? Syrian gas. Syrian gas. What? what oh, I'm sorry. Sarin, sarin gas. Sarin. Oh, sarin gas. Right. Oh, sarin yeah. gas. Right. Sorry. Syrian gas? Syrian gas. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Syrian. I'm telling you, I'm watching the live coverage, and they're actually calling it Syrian gas in the live coverage. A nerve agent called Syrian gas. Oh, I'm sorry. My producers tell me it's sarin gas. And then it turns out it's chlorine. It's not even sarin. It's <sighs> chlorine. Maybe, maybe. So it's it, it sounds better. Well, so okay. Let's let's take another track here. So let's go by the evidence. So the evidence yeah. that we have, the only evidence provided is imagery and testimony by an anti-Assad activist who just days, literally days before there were any kind of attack, was decreeing just absolutely publicly decreeing the Trump's administration 
policy. Re- I'm sorry, the Trump regime's policy regarding Syria, where they said, oh, I don't really give a shit what happens to Assad. This group is the same group that is now reporting they're our source for the chemical attack. They're our source. You see, this is where I begin to have an issue. A pair of U.S. Navy destroyers were launched the same day the attack happened. The same day the attack happened, two destroyers turn around. They're leaving. They turn around. They come back to the border of Syria. They begin to pre-program. This is really what gets me. And I think the only way I can convey the reason why this gets me is because the emails I've had from folks that listen to this show, the folks, Chase, that listen to this show in the military, the folks, who said, when you hear about it in the news, we're, we're a week ahead of you. We're yeah. two weeks ahead of you. We're a month ahead of you. Yeah. So these ships, they turn around, Chase, on Tuesday, the day, of the, the day of the attack, before Trump's gone to a microphone, anything. These ships turn around. They begin to manually program the Tomahawk missiles with the coordinates of this airbase. Now, either the soldiers on this ship had a direct line to the CIA to get the most latest information on where this attack was launched from, or this was a pre-calculated target. One of the two. I'm not sure. I can't speak to it. The soldiers on Tuesday, the day of the chemical attack, begin programming these warheads. Because you can't just you don't just sit in a control room and send the programming information to these warheads. Right. You have to manually connect to each Tomahawk missile and program them with the coordinates. And then you arm them and set them. Yep. GPS so on Tuesday, by the way. Yeah. GPS. Yep. On Tuesday this begins. Then the, the on two days later, after Trump's gone and said the babies, talked about the babies, after Trump's talked about the babies, after we've all heard Lindsey Graham talk about how great Trump is doing, two days later, they launch fifty nine missiles. And somehow, with the greatest, most expensive military on the face of the planet, on the, in the history of the planet, we only do such a good job that two days later these guys are landing and flying airplanes from the same airbase. Impotent. Impotent. Now, they say there was fuel storage there. They say there's min- munitions there. They say that there was uh, chemical weapons there. Uh, it's called Al-Sharat. It was supposedly home to two squadrons of Russian-made Su-22 fighter bombers operated by the Syrian Air Force. Legitimately, that's how it works. It's not like Syria is sitting there building their own airplanes. They're getting them from Russia. This is a proxy war, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we have satellites. So uh, America was tracking this airbase from day one. We've been tracking it for years. So when Al-Sharat has planes take off, we're watching it. So on the morning of April 4th, 2017, we see these planes take off. This happens. It's indisputable. This is what happens. We're watching these planes from the moment they take off to the moment that they begin bombing this area that supposed was the same supposed area that this chemical attack was launched from. I, I, I don't think you can dispute that there were Syrian Air Force airplanes, SU-22 fighter bombers, con- conducting a bombing program in that area. You can't dispute that. That no, happened. Can't. Yeah, that, yep. Fact. Yep. Nothing says, though, they dropped chemical weapons. Not, there's, we have no proof of that. And the, the issue is, and this is where it really gets me, and this is why I, I kind of, I, I really take a pause, is there's, a, there's three narratives happening right now. If you go with the, the Russian Ministry of Defense, they've claimed that these facilities that were bombed 
around the area and there's other there's other facilities in that area in fact they've been trying to warn the UN about this for a little while uh there are really crude really piss poor manufactured uh, sorry for my head the p- p- the peas kind of pop on my headset here but really piss poor manufactured chemical weapon shells that they found that the Russians found when they got back in Aleppo so the the issue is these areas that are currently occupied by the anti-Assad regime, the anti—what uh, do you call these people? Because they're, they're, the I don't, resistance, I, I like, or well, I don't feel like that's a fair. I don't yeah. feel like that's a—that's not a fair characterization of what they are. They're not the resistance. They're not. They're not the resistance because they're half of them are paid. You, you know, like they're not the resistance because they're all being supplied by either Turkey, the U.S., or Saudi Arabia, or or somewhere in between. So the resistance isn't really fair because That's imagine true. this is happening here in the U.S. Imagine if if Russia was paying for a faction of folks, and Canada and Mexico were paying for other factions who were all against the establishment in the United States. What would how, what would you? I would think they were terrorists. I would think those people are terrorists. Chase. I don't care if the United States is behind it. If I am a a sovereign country and some western power is 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 financing supplying and informing a group of terrorists i i feel like if you just change the optics and you make it mexico or canada or germany doing this to the u.s this would be obvious on its face. Yeah. But when it's the U.S. behind these rebels, all of a sudden we, call, we, we refer to them in these strange terms. We refer to them as like the opposition party or we, we refer to them as the rebels as, as if I, I think it's probably because of the fact that they're not so great either. And <laughs> no, seriously, yeah, right? You're right. I think you're right. And, I think you're totally right. And, and since they're not so great and appealing either it's like we want to show that we don't like who's in charge, but we don't really like the other team either. But we're sure. trying to pick the yeah. lesser of the two yeah. evils kind of a so thing. It, yeah. So it gets reported first as sarin gas. Right. Or no, I'm sorry. First it gets reported as Syrian gas. Then it gets reported as sarin gas. And then it turns out it's like some sort of chlorine mixture. It's some sort of and then it turns out it's a mixture of chlorine gas and white phosphorus, which is exactly what was is in Aleppo, which was a ha, which was the exact chemical composition used in the 2013 attack, which turned out to be from some of the opposition party that we were financing. Uh, and it turns out that Al Nusra turns out big surprise. Hold on. Spoiler alert. Everybody prepare yourselves. They have a history of manufacturing and employing crude chemical weapons. And in the 2013 chemical attack. Guess what? Same exact stuff. Same exact stuff. Oy. Oy vey. It, you know what? It could actually be possible that uh, so you got this area. It's filled full of uh, Western-financed rebels. If I'm the Assad regime and Russia's given regime and Russia's given me some fighters, you know what I'm going to go bomb? I'm going to go bomb these exact sons of bitches. But really, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Go right I'm after go them. Bomb these, right. Go after the worst of them. And it's not like these are um, U.S. military members with years of training and, 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 a, and a structure. No. no these it's... are psychopaths that are working on behalf of the U.S. And it's very possible, just like they were in 2013, that they were manufacturing crude chemical weapons made out of the same exact stuff in 2013 that they used. And the Assad government you know the elected government comes in with their russian bombers and they start bombing the shit out of a bunch of western backed 
terrorists. And guess what? They're manufacturing one of these buildings. And you're dropping bombs all over the place like an asshole. And you blow up one of these buildings. It's packed full of chlorine. And you get it up in the air. Because you know what? Sarin gas doesn't have a color or an odor. But you know what does? The exact kind of chemical weapons that were used in 2013. They have a blue-green color. And they have an odor. Which is exactly what was reported by witnesses on the ground. Mm. Word for word. The very people we're financing, supplying, communicating with, could be the people that are making this stuff. And what, what, what concerns me about it is where our information is coming from. Because, you, you know, we hear about it, but we don't hear about the source. We don't hear about who reported on it. Right. Yeah. What, where it actually came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where it came from is Turkey. It came from Turkey. It came from pictures in Turkey. It came from groups that are connected with Turkey, uh, which I find completely incredible. I don't, I don't find any credibility to that. I believe there was probably a chemical weapons attack. I, it may have even been created by the Assad government's bombing campaign accidentally. Um, I, I don't buy the premise that when finally, finally in Syria, things are simmering down, when there is obvious support from a a group of large countries behind Assad. When mm-hmm. the Trump administration just days before said that they don't have really any issue with Assad, whatever happens is fine. And then this, why would Assad, after all of that, after all of these years, after all of this, after surviving the onslaught of Hillary Clinton in the State Department and Obama in the White House, after making it through all of that, why would he do this? He'd have to be completely crazy. Yeah. And just not He'd have there. to be the big... Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't buy it. I buy people died. I buy that there's a lot of awful things happening in the fog of war, and it's hard to report out of there. But I don't buy that Assad would want to kill his own people when things are going so well. But the issue is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what I believe. It doesn't matter what Chase Nunes believes. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what the audience believes. It, what, what really matters, Chase, is what Trump believes. And I think they've gotten to Trump. Oh, Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. well, they're I mean, in his head. Well, and, and I don't think it's not it's not just Trump. It's also his family as well. You know, you got his his daughter Ivanka. You know, has now a quote unquote you know official unofficial assistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in the West Wing now. Jared Kushner's in there. They're trying mm-hmm. to push this this narrative and kind of steer it a little bit. And and because you know Bannon, you know, by the way, he's probably going to be a uh, red book prediction. By the way, I think Bannon's gone by the end of the year, if not sooner. I just think with every solid prediction. Yep. But with the whole internal war there, but mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, you know, they, they, they need to turn this where we can't be America first. They, they, they got to push away from that because if you do America first, all these things are happening all around the world. If team America isn't there, right. And spending the military money and being involved, we, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. Right. And so hoorah. You got to have the world's police. So I have, uh, so look at the, so I've got a clip there where I, I, I thought, I thought maybe Trump was all in, you know, because of the budget stuff. I thought he just was big. He was big military. Yeah. But I, I think what the problem with Trump is, is what, when Trump was great, it was when he was reading independent media reports and he was talking about it on the campaign trail. But the problem is that you could influence Trump. If you get an audience with him, like, and what I mean by that is if you actually get his attention, if, like if Donald 
Trump focuses on the words that are coming out of your stupid mouth, you have unbelievable power. And that can be Fox and Friends, and that can be the military-industrial complex. So play this clip. Uh, they've gotten to Trump. Yeah, I see that. Play, yeah. l- listen to the earnest in this man's voice. going to be a lot of pressure on Russia to make sure that peace happens. Because, frankly, if Russia didn't go in and back this animal, you wouldn't have a problem right now. Frankly, Putin is backing a person that's truly an evil person. And I think it's very bad for Russia. I think it's very bad for mankind. It's very bad for this world. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Russia to make sure that peace happens. Do you believe that? Sounds, a lot of pressure on Russia to well, make sure no. peace happens? Okay, so picture it. Picture yeah, it. You're yeah. misinformed or you're – no, no, that's not the right word. Um, you're, you're low information on a subject. Right. You don't have – you have some headlines, but you're low information on the subject, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get to this unbelievable position in the government where you hear – you learn and you are told things that nobody else is told. Like nobody else is told. So you – when you are told stuff, that's like the fucking line, man. Nobody else knows what you know. So when these guys come in and you trust them, they're generals, they're, they're, uh, they're administrators, they're directors, and they sit down with you and they say, Mr. Trump, um, Bashir al-Assad is a psychopath. Uh, he gasses his own people. It's a it's a an entire family of brutalism. Um, they are closely tied with Iran, Hezbollah, and, and Russia. And this the fact that we want to run a pipeline through that country completely unrelated, <laughs> Mr. Trump. What we're really concerned about is the children here, Mr. Trump. I'd like you to look at these pictures that we've printed out and brought with us in this envelope. I'd like you to look at these pictures of the children foaming. Uh, that's Assad. Bashir al-Assad did that, Mr. Trump. Now, if you're a low information person and but when people get your attention you're able to internalize it analyze it and take action on it like donald trump is i i think this is a this is a beautiful opportunity for the military industrial complex to exploit it because what you have here is a man who loves to make decisions because that looks powerful you have somebody who can be easily influenced because their information sources are low and they're not double-checked. And you have somebody who likes to go with their gut. So if you can do something that makes them emotionally resonate with the subject, if you can do something that either confirms the information they've been taking in or overrides the information they've been taking in, and if you can do it from a position of authority like one of your generals, like one of your CIA directors, or like one of your advisors, if you have a position of authority, you have the beautiful trifecta recipe to influence Donald J. Trump, the president of the United States. And all you have to do is be a person in that position, the exact kind of person that would be in a position to attack Syria and influence Donald Trump. And now, if you play the clip again, listen to this man. He's not lying. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Russia to make sure that peace happens. See, there's a lot of pressure on Russia because they've screwed up. Because things were going so well when it was just the U.S. Things were going so good, but then Russia got involved. Russia got involved with Syria, and then... But Chase, you and I have been following this since it was a story. <laughs> yes. You and I have – we literally have – we have been following this since ISIS was a name. We've been following this since the news have been talking about Syria. And the only time things changed, the only time that the game really changed is when Russia actually got involved. And all of a sudden, everything changed. Everything proceeded forward. What was just an atrocity on an unbelievable human scale changed. 
But now, in revisionist history, by playing on facts that Donald Trump has picked up in his casual news intake, by playing on those observations that he's already collected, the people involved in the military can manipulate him to transition from a we shouldn't be involved in Syria, Russia's doing great. Remember, on the campaign, Donald Trump said, let's work with Russia to knock the hell out of ISIS. That was Donald Trump's position. But now that he's in a different position where he has less access to information, where he has more one-on-ones with people that have obvious goals and biases, he's able to be manipulated. And this is my major concern with the Donald Trump presidency. Continue on, Mr. Chase. Oh, yes. Because frankly, if Russia didn't go in and back this animal, you wouldn't have a problem right now. If if they, yeah, if they didn't go in, we wouldn't have this problem. And back this animal. So Bashir, Bashir also, the elected president of Syria is an animal. Okay, that's, that's, that's something. They, they have been allies for decades, way before we decided we wanted to run a pipeline through Syria. That they have been working together. It's not like Putin just was sitting around watching television one day and saw Wolf Blitzer talking about Syria and went, God, you know what would be a good idea? We should call Bashir and just see if he wants a little help. And, you know, maybe we'll just kind of get involved here on the side and just help him out a little bit. And that's not how it went. They have been partners for decades. When we took our first steps in Syria... We knew the repercussions would be a proxy war with Russia. It's either that's the case or we're the stupidest country in the history of the world. Either we're the dumbest country in the history of the world who cannot conceive of ramifications of our actions. Or when we decided to start backing the terrorists, or I'm sorry, the rebels, we knew that we were starting a proxy war with Russia. We knew we were starting a proxy war with a nuclear power. It's not like we're starting a proxy war with Canada. <laughs> we knew what we were doing. Yeah. Continue. We should yeah. keep going. Keep going. Frankly, Putin is backing a person that's truly an evil person. And I think it's very bad for Russia. I think it's very bad for mankind. It's very bad <laughs> for this world. Yeah. It's, I, don't think, I don't think he's lying there. I think he really believes that. Yeah. And he, and he only believe, he believes it because it's the picture that was painted for him. Yeah. A beautiful picture. A very scary picture with children frothing at the mouth. Yeah. Exactly what they... The videos to. and, yeah, everything. Yeah. Donald Trump got triggered. <sighs> Trump got triggered. Man. And he pulled the trigger. And he got wrapped into it. And now his whole administration is, is starting to kind of... Be p- part of that machine, right? They- Dude, there's a huge upside for him. Uh, there is a huge upside. And this is why, regardless, you know, you know, uh, Putin just said in a, in a press conference that the relationship between the United States and Russia has never been worse. And specifically, the relationship between United States military and Russia's military is significantly worse under the Donald Trump administration. Direct quote from Vladimir Putin. What we have now is a total change in narrative. Oh, yeah. Donald Trump is no longer yeah. in a bromance with Vladimir Putin. They've broken up. Well, the bromance is over. Well, I'm not... For me, I'm not ready to... The, I know, but hold on. After everything that has happened with the the pre-election, the, 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 whole, the whole running, 
Now the investigations, which are still happening, by the way, and I'm mm-hmm. still getting oh. you know tweets to <laughs> at Nunes. <laughs> I don't know if it's completely over or this is just not some elaborate ruse and distraction yeah. either. I'm, I'm being well, very I, objective on this. I think I think here's what's happening. I think what's happening is you now have Russia is is not kind of pissed. No, Russia is not a little pissed. Russia is like white hot, super pissed, made Rex Tillerson wait for an entire day to talk to Putin pissed. They are not happy about the U.S. striking their ally in Syria. This I, I really feel like. I would. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's above or beyond or below Donald Trump to say, "I got a lot of heat about this Russia shit. I'm going to do something that pisses them off." We got little babies getting gassed. This is going to solve two problems for Donald Trump. Yeah. Number one, he takes action. Donald Trump fucking does it. You know what he sucks, makes Chris? So. He, he makes it so, and. Screw Putin. He did two things in 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 fifth with with fifty nine missiles, each costing one point three million dollars. Do the math. He solved two problems. It's a deal. It's a deal. The art of the deal, would you say? <laughs> yeah, I would I, say. I, I would say you know, in, in the course of doing this show now for over four years, you know, and we've de- deconstructed the media so much. For me, it's like it's like sometimes. When you hear truth or you, you you think it's the truth and it could be like written in black and white and it's right in front of you with so much that we've covered on the show. Sometimes I don't even know if, if the truth is the truth anymore. Mm-hmm. And with what's going on with this whole Syria thing right now and the gas mm-hmm. and the bombing of the airfields and then you got Rex, who, by the way, doesn't do any press conferences at all. And all of a sudden today he decides to do one mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. At, in Moscow. In Moscow, after talking with Putin for, what, two hours, two and a half hours, yeah. three hours? Yeah, yeah. after waiting all day. Yeah, yeah after waiting all day. Oh, boy. I, I yeah. just, I, all, yeah. all, all I hope hey, is Chase. we don't screw things hey, up too much. Yeah. Hey, Chase. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I got a question for you. It's just, yeah. just kind of off the wall question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, why is the State Department involved in those discussions at all? That's very true. Yeah, why is it why is it that when it comes down to negotiations, why is it always about Russia and the US? You notice when John Kerry was uh, Secretary of State, constantly he's meeting with the Russian ambassador. He constantly meeting with the Russian equivalent of Secretary of State. It's it's it is a proxy war. And the State Department is the War Department. And and the State Department shouldn't be involved with this at all, but yet it's the State Department's problem. And this is a – this is the big tell. That's, if, you, if you just peel everything back, the fact that it's, it's been John Kerry and Rex Tillerson spearheading all of our negotiations tells you where all of this has been coming from to begin with. Yeah. Everything that happened in Libya, everything that's happened in Syria, it's all been the State Department. And I hate, I hate to say it, but it was all under Hillary. And now Rex Tillerson is over there sounding like a goober, saying the same stuff that John Kerry was saying, saying the same stuff that Hillary Clinton was saying. Oh, I spoke with our Russian counterparts. I told them I was very concerned about Russian meddling. 
I told them that we need to come to a political solution in Syria. We're working towards impotent sons of bitches is what they are. They're impotent sons of bitches because they have no control over false flag attacks. They have no control over supply convoys getting attacked. They have no control over pictures released by Turkey. They have no control over the narrative being set out of Qatar. They have no control. They are completely completely impotent. And meanwhile, Rex Tillerson, just like John Kerry, is getting drug around by the dick over in Russia and Syria, and they have no power. They have no... They started something, so they got that under their belts. They sure started a shitstorm, but they have no power. And now what we have... The only way I can see it, Chase, is we have Syria that was finally, finally... Finally, for God's sakes, coming to some sort of lower level of tension. You had China and Iran <laughs> yeah. and Russia and the Assad government working together to create, to create supply lines, humanitarian corridors. You had, you, had the Trump, you had the Trump administration saying that they don't care what happens to Assad. You had this finally – since 2012, since episode six of the Unfilter Show, there was the best lull in the situation in Syria. And since then, we, I mean, the only way to read this is we started the fight again. We started things back up. We bombed the airfield. We started things back up. It's Think, to get the I, machine going. It's to get it started and get it going again. It was starting to slow know, down. Ooh, Chase, the only, way, the only way out of this is to bring it up a little bit, to zoom out, to go to a higher level. You follow what I'm saying? I, I follow what I, you're saying, but before we head to that higher level. Mm, you got a sack for me, buddy? I, actually, I, first I want to say a big thanks to all of our patrons at patreon.com yeah. slash unfilter who support yeah. this show. And, we're a, right. and we were able to uh, take a, a week off while we had to recharge yeah. the batteries from this yeah. ugh, stuff. I drove like crazy to Texas too, and I'm was I'm sitting there and I'm following the news as I'm driving. I'm listening to headlines, and I'm like, okay, okay, I got to keep track of all of this because I want to talk about it in the next episode because it's just all crazy. Oh. And it's, it, you know, it was really cool for me to be able to get down to Texas because uh, I'm in Washington normally, and the tr- the, the the traveling uh, from Washington to Texas, you see such a spectrum of political interests and local issues that don't get coverage, that people don't talk about, and you get such a real flavor of actual people in this country, even just even though I didn't make it to the East Coast, but just driving the 2,500 miles between Seattle and Austin, Texas, and going in a few different routes, and now on my route back, I'm coming through uh, Arizona and Nevada and New Mexico, and, and going and stopping all these different places, and seeing some of the stuff we talk about, Chase, in the real yeah. world has been super, super illuminating for me. It's really good stuff I'm going to incorporate into future coverage of the show. That's so, awesome. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for letting us take the last yes. week off to let me get some of this road time in to, to really experience all of this yes so so since oh. i so so since I, I i don't know where my awesome sack music is mm, yeah that's on the t3 soundboard dude which uh, is like fair, several fair. tabs buried man. That's, <laughs> fair that's enough. rough dude that's that's rough. that's all right but hey i i put out chase's sack real simple hey we're back so what's going on veratuna wrote in and says hey man what a terrible time to take a break huh well, first, <laughs> first, you miss the Saren scenario, which, when you look at it logically, makes no sense at all. Well, hopefully, we helped uh, cross some T's and dot some I's. Then you have Spicer's gaff of Hitler and Holocausts. 
Yeah, we covered that too. And then you top it all off, you have the neo-libs and Tea Party cheering Trump for firing missiles at country that America is not really at war with, showing why hawkish no. hypocrites they really yeah. are. No, they're beautiful. Chase, Chase, yeah. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. beautiful. Just, just look at it against that night sky. It's just, just gorgeous. Well, I'm not going to talk about any of that, because if you thought that was just the U.S. who's going full retard about the Internet, then you have not been paying attention. Uh, Russian Parliament Deputy Vitaly Milanov uh, proposed a new law on Monday that would require all Russian Internet users to register with their passport in order to use social media. Obstinately, it's used it's to prevent under 14-year-olds from registering on a social media site where they can be groomed or targeted by pedophiles online. But the more you look at it, the more you see governments, uh, be they be in the U.S. or U.K. or Russia or France, are all pushing forward with the agenda of restricting citizens' freedom both online and in real life. The world is turning into a very dark place shockingly fast. Why don't you chew on that? Jeez, well, I will that say this. Me- I will say this, Veratuna. I mean, I mean, we saw this uh, what Internet Association, you know, uh, Google mm. and uh, mm-hmm. Netflix and all that. They came mm-hmm. out uh, against uh, FCC Chair Edget Pai and basically said, uh, "No, you need to leave that net neutrality stuff and leave us as, leave those ISPs as Title II. Yeah. So I think we're going to see another war coming up soon. I just want pie. Now I just want pie. <laughs> ben Lloyd wrote in and says, "Hey." In an age where corporate-sponsored media is increasingly focusing on either pushing a narrative or advertising only on platforms that show politically correct content, such as the ongoing YouTube demonetization issues, I think it's more important than ever to fund free and independent media uh, media via platforms like Patreon. Now, I know Unfilter. Yes, yes. Now, I know Unfilter is the only show I'm supposed to watch. Wink. <laughs> However, I've recently come across a few other media organizations and individuals who rely on Patreon mm. as their primary funding and are producing great content with unique viewpoints. I'm curious, do you guys have any of your own personal favorite crowdfunded or otherwise independent media organizations that you like to follow on a regular basis? And, you know, for me, my my energy goes into supporting this show and, and, and putting my, my time and my energy into this show. So it's re- honestly, it's hard for me to kind of venture out of that bubble right and on, to, right p- to sure. pull anything in. Yeah. But what about you, Chris? I, I, you know, uh, I follow you there for sure. Uh, that's definitely where the the bulk, the bulk of my effort goes. But uh, I I do try to catch the uh, the No Agenda show. Uh, oh yeah, you know, like of course. A, at least yeah. at least a couple times a month. I cannot anymore twice a week, but I try to catch it. It's a lot uh, of content. <laughs> you know where you know where a lot of my Patreon money goes to is uh, in um, towards like uh, music creators or yes. people who are clipping stuff that that uh, yes. we use in the show. Yep. So like overtime music, you'll sometimes hear. I I uh, I have become patron. I've become a patron of some of those folks, and so I can grab their music and use it in my stuff. And also, uh, there's a couple of individuals on the internet that are uh, that are like supplementing the clipping that producer Matt and myself are doing, and so I, I'm also a patron of theirs. And so I watch their feeds, and I support them, 
And uh, then, and then there's also other things that are sort of more long term that I'm that I'm uh, be, uh, backing. Um, the developer of Bcache FS is creating a file system that I think is going to be a the the file system for Linux. But more importantly, I think it's going to be the perfect file system for storing tons and tons and tons of small media files and large media files like we do for Unfilter. So yeah. eventually, my my master repository of uh, of Unfilter clips will be using Bcache FS, and because of that, I am backing the bcash developer on patreon so i have nice yeah like some clip people some music people and like some more like long-term file system storage stuff that i do on patreon yeah i i I support a lot of the uh you know kind of because we got the same you know shaft so much where we didn't have patreon when we started you know Mm -hmm. 10 12 Mm -hmm. years ago Uh, um, so i like to go out and, and support independent podcasters you know and 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 content creators uh like ray ortega he does a lot of uh video and how to shoot with slrs and just have really good lighting and just production techniques and podcaster studio things like that and cool uh and then other canadian friends that do uh you know uh video game podcasts and things like that yeah. so i mean right on I, patreon's great for that stuff uh but when it comes to the independent stuff i i stick to w- what we do and analyze on the show and and finally last but certainly not least uh message coming in from scott uh cowan says hey you had one job and i think he's probably referring to at newness and devin newness and <laughs> all that fun jess so hey if you want to get in my sack for next week's show episode 233 head on over to patreon.com slash unfilter and there is a waiting section for club 33 yeah. you click on yeah. that you can get notified when a spot opens up and i've seen it where a spot has gone away yeah and then literally within minutes someone jumps in and grabs it so yeah, but check the levels it. too. Yeah, check the levels too because we have levels where you just get you can get access to the clips, and uh, it's 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 not perfect because it's a bit torn sync and you have to go back on the back catalog. We're we're waiting on like a Patreon to change a few things, and we're waiting on like Libre Libre Sync or Sync thing or something to pan out. But right. uh, today is one of those days where I'm on a remote connection. I'm on a cellular connection doing this show right now, and uh, so we have probably another forty five clips that we're just. You know, we're not going to play in the show, but they're in the sync still. Producer yep. Matt and I have found them. They're in there. And if you if you have the supporters, like, you don't even have to be in Club 33 to get that. Sweet. Um, and, then, and then, last but not least, we try to post the entire live show whenever we can. YouTube cooperating is obviously dependent. But when YouTube does cooperate, we try to post the entire damn show, the live show, for anybody over at patreon.com slash unfilter. You don't even have to be paying a dime to get that. We just, I just feel like it's, it's what we should do for the full unfilter experience. And if you know, you listen to it, you like the way we think, you like what we talk about, or you just appreciate thinking about something differently, patreon.com slash unfilter. Keep us going. Yes. We appreciate it very much. Now, now Chris, this, this whole couple of weeks has probably stressed out a lot of people. Ooh. You know, if you live in a state that it's legal to light up some cannabis like in Washington state or Colorado mm. or even California now. Not you, Arizona, my friend. Not, not Arizona. Arizona. No. No. <laughs> but if you're in one of those states where you need to kind of relax and oh wait, wait, is that is that the DOJ? Is that Jeff Sessions? Oh, what? Here's That's what's going pump? on with it. Yes. Uh-oh. What's going on with that? Uh-oh. Oh man. Oh, man. Wait. Chaka, chaka, chaka.
What's this, Chris? The 420? Dude, really? This is C- yeah, so this is CBS. This is for those of you on the yeah. audio feed, yeah. CBS, CBS is trying a few new things. And, and you've been noticing a few of these, and you've been pointing them out to me yeah. uh, before I even caught them. I think I caught this one before you did. Is Yeah, CBS has a new Well, this is CBS N, the, so this is their yeah. digital online it, news network. However, yeah. you're right. You're right. However, yeah. this is their big push on YouTube and any like on-demand, like, you know, like Roku or uh, Android TV or Apple TV. This is their big push. And these segments do air on the CBS News from time to time. That's true. And so they've, they've, created, yeah. they've created this 420 segment. It's the 420 Magazine. Yes. Uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions right. has created a new task force to review how the Justice Department handles a number of issues, including the issues, the enforcement of marijuana laws. Even though marijuana is illegal under federal law, eight states have legalized recreational marijuana and 28 states have some form of legalized medicinal marijuana. CBS News justice reporter Paula Reed is in Washington to hash this all out. Okay, Paula, you explain exactly what this task force will be doing. What, What is this change about exactly? Well, Rena, I have the memo that Attorney General Sessions sent to top prosecutors across the country, and it says that this task force will review policies in the area of charging, sentencing, and marijuana to ensure that they're consistent with the Department of Justice's overall efforts to reduce violent crime. Mm, Rena, violent... What are you thinking, Chris? That sounds bad, dude. That sounds bad, dude. When you... I didn't didn't think bad on this. Really? I I didn't, and I'll tell you why. So, and, you know... Sessions has come out and he hasn't as hidden. a douchebag, <laughs> uninformed douchebag. Yeah, he has. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, he, Good he, point, Chase. Yeah, see, he has come. <laughs> he has come out as an uninformed douchebag. And uh, thank you for dinging me, Chris. I'm going to blame all the dings on you. Um, Love it. I think that this is Sessions trying to maybe walk back a little bit of his speak by creating this task task force. And that's just because I I, I really do. And the reason why is because he came out full force saying, you know, hey, you know, this is this is the evil stuff. You know, this is the bad stuff. You know, I'm talking like sessions now. But yeah, yeah, I like for him putting this task force uh, together to that. This is him trying to set himself up to try to do a little bit of an about face. This is just a a hunch. I feel like I did. Oh man, I, I I would love for I would love for you I'm to be optimistic. Right I'm sorry, I'm just my, being here's, optimistic. Here's Chris's general policy. Um, I don't give a shit what you put in your body. I don't really care. Yeah. I don't want you. I mean, maybe I want to have some. I want to have some jurisdiction over what goes in my body. I want to have some jurisdiction over what goes in my kid's body. Right. I don't care what you put in your body. I don't really care at all. And so uh, I don't want you making laws about it. I don't want my tax dollars going towards. It. I don't want any of it. But I don't right. want it. Don't want it at all. That's Chris's position. That's my only bias in this entire debate. Yeah. What it sounds like to me is what what Jeff Sessions is about to do to me. Now this is just to my ears. Right. Is Jeff Sessions is about to create a bureaucracy in the federal government, and this federal government bureaucracy is going to have to sustain itself. It's going to have to justify itself and to do so what it's going to to justify its existence what it's going to do is it's going to draw a link between violent crimes which are at a historic low in the united states yeah but yeah yeah shut up shut up shut up shut up don't yeah. talk about that yeah. we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna create a link between between violent crimes and the marijuana and you see because mexicans um because you know mexicans and uh walls and racism and it's never been a better time so yeah. play the rest of the clip but, but i will say this you, though local law enforcement at least the people yeah, that I know yeah. in, in our area yes. are tired yes. of this low level crap. To be honest, they 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 they, they don't want to deal with agree. it. The cops, yep, yep. I they don't want to deal with agree. it anymore. They, they they're frustrated. They're frustrated. AF. They they want to go out after the the hardcore stuff that is causing problems in neighborhoods, and it's not the marijuana. 
It's yeah. it's it, it's it's the meth heads that are breaking into people's yeah. homes. Here's the problem, dude. Yeah. Here's the problem. Yeah. Is Jeff Sessions is Trump's attorney general, and he has to be the best attorney general ever. ever. That's the problem. Yeah, ever. That's the problem. Yeah. He has to be the best. He has to be the greatest. Play, play, play some more of this. Yeah. Says that it's, this it's, task force will review policies in the area of charging, sentencing, and marijuana to ensure that they're consistent with the Department of Justice's overall efforts to reduce violent crime. Rena, violent crime reduction is one of the attorney general's top priorities. <laughs> Sorry, Even- I got to say one thing. On the task force, someone's going to go. You know what? It's working in these states because they're smoking. So maybe our official policy should just be smoke more. I love it. <laughs> no, sorry, That's sorry. funny. That's good. I, I, I could just think of some guy on the task, task force. force comes up, you know what? Uh, Mr. <laughs> Sessions, we looked at the stats and it's it working. turns out <laughs> – it turns out, and this is true too. Yeah. Uh, it turns out, you know, violent crime goes down when they smoke pot. That actually is true. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> best we could recommend is you just legalize. Yeah, this just shit. more pot, please. Yes. <laughs> no crime in the U.S. remains at historic lows. Yeah, here we go. The Attorney yeah. General says he sees yeah. some trends that he believes will continue unless he takes some sort of concrete action. Yeah. Now, he is yeah. also on the record as like saying... Concrete action to what? Legalize? Yeah. No, he's watching some Twitter trends. You yeah, know, he's yeah. a lot of hashtag angry, and uh, Jeff Sessions is personally concerned about the trends. Yeah, I mean, historically now, since we've taken uh, lead out of uh, the gasoline, um, the, the, the violent crimes and uh, have been going down. Violent, All kinds of violent uh, uh, of crimes have been going down. Yeah. Pretty steadily. You no, know, no, that's it, true. Good Can't stats. Can't argue that. But no. uh, he's been watching Twitter, so he's got a hashtag that he's following. That he believes there's a lot more violence around marijuana than we are led to believe. So it appears that this task force is going to take a look at this issue and figure out how extensively they will enforce federal marijuana laws as they attempt to reduce violent crime across the country. But Paul, is See, it a little bit problem. too late to be cracking? Down? Yeah. When you start saying so, what 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 Sessions has done as he said. Well, there's a lot more violent crime around legalized marijuana than you realize. Because, you see, I have secret numbers. I have the real numbers that we don't publish to the press. I have the actual data. And that actual data tells me, because this is exactly what I want it to tell me, that areas that have recreated, what do you call it, recreationalized? Uh, Legalized. uh, Cannabis. Just call it legalized. Legalized cannabis. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. The places that have legalized, uh, places that have legalized cannabis, but even there, like, that doesn't make it sound controlled, right? It's extremely controlled once it's, it's more controlled than alcohol once it's legalized. Yeah. So that doesn't feel, the places where we have, legally regulated it. Let's call it that. Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. That works. The yeah. places where we have legally regulated it have less violence and and they have uh, less connections to the Mexican drug cartel. They have people that are they have way more way more jobs. They have way more revenue coming into the school districts because of the, the, the incredible tax put on recreational marijuana. Like all these numbers go up. But what Jeff Sessions has is he has secret numbers, Chase. He has the private numbers that only Jeff Sessions gets. And those numbers tell him that, well, there's actually more violent crime than you realize. Mm. Down on pot? Well, it's not that it's too late. It still remains illegal at the federal level. And of course, if you look at public opinion polls, the majority of Americans do support some degree of legalization. But the fact is, he is still in step, in lockstep with federal law enforcement. The previous two attorneys general, Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch, neither one of them moved to legalize marijuana. The Obama administration also had an opportunity to move marijuana out of Schedule 1, where a lot of people believe it doesn't, it doesn't, shouldn't be, um, but they didn't do that. So Attorney General Sessions, while he may be somewhat out of step with mainstream America, this is pretty consistent with the stance of federal law enforcement historically. Yeah. And Paul, what's yeah. the... Dip- yeah. 
And I feel like this is the one thing that maybe if Hillary had gotten in would be different because she's politically savvy enough to know that all she has to do is simmer the fuck down on this issue and she'd win, she'd win over 70% of millennials. It's going to come back up again once. Uh, so so I don't know if we, we talked about where Canada's pushing the, uh, the legalization to happen by yeah, Canada man. Day yeah. of uh, next year. 2018. You know, which is interesting. They're getting they're getting quite a bit of international coverage on that too. I seen right. I've seen a couple of pieces run on Al Jazeera recently about it. Yeah, and and it's one of those things where they're actually wanting to speed it up because they don't they don't want Canada Day to be kind of recoined as Cannabis Day uh, up in Canada. <laughs> but I think honestly, and I said it before, once Canada has a straight legalization and it's a done deal and it's happened up there, then I think you'll start to see some major changes here. Uh, because you'll you'll have a country uh, yeah. that right is our biggest our hat. that is our biggest trading partner. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, there's a part of that trading that we're not a part of. Right. Well, what are we going to do? Build a wall again? <laughs> are we going to build another wall? We're going to build two walls. We're going to build a wall along Canada. Chris, Chris, America first, man. You know what? I cannot stand it. Vancouver cannot have the best bud. <laughs> BC bud. We, we got to have the greatest bud well, here in the United States. Well, the best bud. Well, All the people know it. Well, what if, you know, let's say, for example, you're driving down the freeway. Sure, you, man. You know, maybe you, I'm driving. I got a little secret. You got a, got little, a little secret. Little, a, what about a 600-pound yeah. secret? How about that Ooh, big of a secret? That's a big secret. That's a big Jake. secret. Erratic driving on I-40 near Penn is what got this man, Corey Mercer, pulled over by an Oklahoma County Sheriff's deputy. They say inside of his tractor trailer, he was hauling 582 pounds of marijuana. So it's significant anytime you can take that much off the street at one time. According to court documents, when the deputy got to the front of the semi to talk with the suspect, the deputy noticed several red flags. Uh, <laughs> all right, hold on. Hold on. I know you've probably <laughs> seen this clip, and I, yeah. I have not. Yeah. Several red flags. Let's see. Uh, smell uh, or, or, or odor. Um, joints everywhere, and maybe a pipe in the front seat. Any any guesses, Chris? <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what scared me, Chase. What's that? Button? Is the, what, you know what tipped the cop off was air fresheners and multiple cell phones. Oh, the multiple cell phones thing. Burner phones. Nervous behavior, multiple cell phones, and an overwhelming yeah. odor of air fresheners coming from... <laughs> I was technically right, by the way, on the odor. Dude, I was just wrong the on the kind of yeah, odor. Yeah. yeah, Here's the thing. That could be my vehicle. I might have it. I mean, I don't typically have an air freshener, but a few times a year, I decide to splurge, and I get fancy, and I put an air freshener up in that business. Hey, hey, and you know what else? I got a Nexus 6, and I got an iPhone in my truck. Hey, so... you, you, your, your portable apartment there, it's got a lot of things to hide. That's all, all I'm all I'm saying. In the vehicle, they also noticed that he was uh, away from his route as far as what the fastest route to get to his destination. A canine. Oh, he wasn't driving the wrong way or the right way. Oh. And you know, it was called in. The sheriff's office says the canine located eleven duffel bags filled with thirty vacuum sealed bundles of weed in the trailer. Mercer was booked into the jail on trafficking charges. For my forty and pen, Zach Rael, KOCO five. Uh, uh, Chris, uh, Chabber wants to uh, wants to know how many uh, cell phones do you have, Chris? Yeah, I actually in the in the vehicle with us right now we have we have three, uh, but that's only because I accidentally forgot two of them. I and yeah. no kidding, like you know, Mister Broadcaster right here, right? Yeah, I forgot two of my connections. What am I thinking, Chase? Uh, we still made it work though, didn't we? we? we st- 
totally did and it sounded great in my opinion because you know hey i'm in the studio go figure that one out yeah, yeah. Uh, hey if you yeah. want to be part of the conversation on reddit head over to our unfiltered reddit community at unfiltered.reddit.com there you can uh, supply your own stories and content to the show now chris during yes, the sir. course of all these adventures i know yeah. you're sharing some stuff you're probably oh, yeah. doing some vlog stuff where, can, will people, be, yeah, where sure. can people find that YouTube.com slash Chris Fisher for my adventures on the road like this very episode. I'm vlogging us doing this episode right now. What? You, yeah, get a little, you want to see, if you want to see what my perspective was for this show, YouTube.com slash Chris Fisher or follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com slash Chris L-A-S. Ah, yes. Now, if you guys want to follow me, the verified one on Twitter, <laughs> at noon. <laughs> At Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. And hey, do do me a favor. Follow me on Twitch as well. I do a lot of game streaming. I'm doing a lot of baseball right now. Uh, Twitch.tv slash TV. We do the show Wednesdays around this time at jblive.tv. Also, big shout out to all of our supporters on Patreon. Patreon.com slash unfilter. Are we back? Are you back here next week, Chris? Yeah, man. Yeah, if everything goes as planned, I'll be back on Sunday. That's that's so cool. What, what do you think has been the best part of your trip so far? Just putting Austin, you on the spot. Austin. Austin. Also, Arizona has been pretty good. Flagstaff is pretty great. I've been pretty surprised at how great it is around here, man. It's worth the trip out. Any other things you're, you're going to be hitting up on the way back home? Ooh, well, you know, I think I'm going to swing through Nevada, but follow me at jupiterbroadcasting.com slash rover. We have a live oh, tracker. Nice. Live a live right tracker? Now. Yep, and the latest vlogs posted over there, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash rover. Nice. Better than the NSA. Well, hey, guys, that's it this for that's it for this week. We got lots more show, lots more content to come. But until Chris gets his butt back here in the saddle, I'm Chase. There's Chris, and we'll see you right back here next, next week. week. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. That's how we go. That's how we roll. OMG, OMG, OMG.